All right, welcome to the Money Puzzle. I am Brian Ramsey, and you guys are Chris Vaughn. Oh, that's your name? I forgot. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I am never going to live this. No, it's uh, Eric Douglas, of course. (laughs) Yeah. No, why we're giggling is because uh, Mister forgot uh, Eric's name. So it's pretty. You were struggling there for a second. No, 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 no. I I know who we are, but it was funny, and uh, he'll he'll absolutely never live that one. Oh my gosh! Oh no, I know. Anyway, so today we are talking about the Federal Reserve and raising rates. It's been all the conversation for what the last two months, probably a month or so. Oh, yeah. We're really even going back to November when they first announced exactly. they were going to be yeah. Raising, yeah. raising rates. Yeah, yeah so, so what, yep, exactly. So what we're going to talk about is sort of how the Fed affects rates and how the rising interest rate affects the market. So those are kind of the two things we're going to talk yep. about. First and foremost, if you are watching, Ms. Producer is going to pop our phone number up. If you're listening, our phone number, 502-200-5210. Uh, and as always, if you hear this podcast, and you go, hey, this is a pretty interesting conversation. I'd like to know how this affects my portfolio uh, and what I can do to hedge against the rising interest rates. Um, come see us. You've got the phone number there. Call Miss Whitney. will align you with one of us, and you can come in and meet with us. Uh, probably multiple of us uh, in that case. But all right, so let's talk about uh, the Federal Reserve to begin all right. with. All right, so let's. So there's a lot of misunderstanding about how the Federal Reserve works. Okay. Right. So let's take. Five seconds, it'll be a little more than five seconds. A couple seconds to talk about generally how the Federal Reserve actually works. Because it also, not only do they affect interest rates, but they affect the money supply. But they don't affect the money supply as in giving money out. They just affect how the flow of money works. Right. So here's kind of how it works. So the Federal Reserve, all they really, so what they do is they charge a rate to banks. So generally speaking, a bank, the numbers are not going to be right, but you'll get my point. So the banks, when they lend money out, we have a bank right across the hall, by the way. When they lend money out, they have to have a certain amount of deposits to support that lend. Right. Okay. And just for easy math, I don't know what the ratios are, but let's just say for easy math, they have 10 million in outstanding loans and they have 11 million in deposits. Right. But the bank says for you to be in balance, you have to have 12 million of deposits. So they, in theory, at the end of every day, They have to have a million dollars in deposits. Well, they don't have it because somebody came in, withdrew money out of their account. So what the the banks do is they go to the Federal Reserve and say, I need a million dollars credit on my account to keep me in balance. Federal Reserve says, that's fine. We're going to charge you this rate of interest, which is what we're all talking about right Right. now. So what happens is the Federal Reserve raises rates. Why they do that is because they try to get banks to not lend as much, right? right? Because banks may say, so... Chris may come in and say, hey, I want to borrow a million dollars. And the bank says, so two things affect. The banks may say, okay, well, you know, it's kind of right there on the edge. Uh, I may not lend to you, right? right? That's how they, that's it. Because if I then lend a million dollars, that means I have to go to the Federal Reserve and, and borrow the money right. to keep in balance. And then I have to pay that interest. So they may not do that. Um, however, Chris may say, I need to borrow a million dollars. And the bank says, okay, I have to pay that 3% or whatever the Federal Reserve lending rate is. So therefore, I'm not going to, I'm going to charge you 6.5% for right. that loan. Chris may say as a business owner, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense for me to even borrow the money because I can only make a projected 7, 8% return mm-hmm. on this investment that I'm going to make. The, the spread's not there. So then I'm just not going to borrow the money, right? right. That's kind of how it works. So what happens is the Federal Reserve they lower the rate, then all of a sudden, Chris come in to borrow money from the bank, says, okay, now I'm borrow money at 3%, I 
I can now make 7% on this project. That makes sense for me to do it. I borrow the money and then I get money into circulation in the yep. economy. Generally speaking, that's how it works. Now, how do banks react to that? Banks will say, okay, I now have to raise more, uh, you know, pay more for this deposit that I have mm -hmm. to get every night. So therefore, all my loans that I make, I have to increase the rate. Right. But also, I need to track deposits, right? I need deposits because I don't want to pay this crazy loan to the Federal Reserve. So therefore, I'm going to make my savings interest more attractive to depositors. Right. Right. So they increase the rate. And that's honestly why you'll see sometimes you drive around town and you'll see a little thing out front of a bank and they'll say 3.3% you know, on your deposits. Why do they do that? Because they need deposits. They need the deposits. They need deposits. That's why you hardly ever see a JP Morgan Chase or a central bank or whatever have that out front because they don't really need the deposits that bad, but you'll see smaller institutions do that. Now, that's kind of generally speaking, that's how it works. Okay. So now let's talk about how that translates over to the fixed income world. So entities that go borrow mm -hmm. money, okay, how do those bonds, you know, how do they react when it comes to rising and straight environment? You're asking me? Eric, okay, yeah, so, Eric, you look like you're so, getting ready to talk. So basically there's an inverse relationship. So if mm -hmm. you're raising interest rates, mm -hmm. what you're basically raising interest rates on is the yield or what you're paying to a bond holder. And if you are a bond holder, you own debt. So if I am a company, there's two ways to raise debt. I can issue stock or equity, and I'm giving, well, let's say I'm giving you ownership, right? right? So you own a piece of the company. The other way that I could raise money as a company would be to issue debt. Right. And you would basically become a credit holder um, and so I would take your money and then I would pay you back with interest. So when interest rates go up, I have to pay you back with more interest mm -hmm. because in order for me to borrow money, I have to pay more interest out, right? right. That's, what the banks, that's what the banks are doing, essentially. So what's happened this year, and it's been especially prevalent this year because that's what's been really, really bad about this year's market. It's not so much the equity market that's been, of course, the equity market's not been great, right? right. But what's been really bad about this year, or very unique anyway, is that the fixed income uh, side of your portfolios has really fallen almost as much as the equity side. The reason that's happening is because with interest rates going up so suddenly, what that happens is if the interest rates go up, there's an inverse relationship to the value or price of a bond. So the price or the value of bonds are going down at the same time the interest rates are going up. So you're seeing just a sudden decrease in the value of all of these bonds that are sitting in all of your portfolios. So when everyone talks about the traditional 60-40 moderate portfolio. Mm -hmm. If the 60% stocks portion, right, that's going to go up or down. In theory, that 40% is supposed to kind of stay level. And, and, and really, historically, it's supposed to get you about, you know, 4 to 5, maybe 6% return. That's not happening. Bonds, I just looked at the number this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, the aggregate, uh, the Barclays aggregate bond index is down 10% year to date. Well, that, that's not safe. Right. <laughs> that's supposed exactly. to be the safe haven in your portfolio, and that's what's happened in the market in a nutshell. Um, and even to expand upon what you were talking about, the reason why the Fed, you, we, have, we didn't really, really talk about why the Fed's raising yeah. rates so suddenly. Right. Well, what's happening in the world right now? Inflation. Inflation, Inflation yep. is horrible. Um, what was the last number? Actually, it just came down like point three. Eight three. Eight three. Was the last yeah. yeah, it came down like point two percent from. Yeah, uh, April. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, from it was March. eight five in March. Eight three. Yeah, so yeah. it's eight three in April. But still, that's just a, a horrible, horrible number year over year. Mm -hmm. Well, the only thing that the Fed can do to fight inflation is to raise interest rates because what you were talking about when money is so cheap to access. 
bite cheap. I mean, when interest rates are so low, and I'll just use your mortgage as an example. When you go to take out a loan on your home or to buy a home, if the interest rate is 2.5%, well, you're not paying nearly as much interest on that debt, so you're able to afford more house. Right. Mm -hmm. So you go out and buy a more expensive house. The more and more that that happens, that drives real estate prices higher and higher because more and more people are able to borrow more debt to finance a larger investment. And the case in point of how that's happened is the bidding wars that you've yeah. had on real estate all over the country the last, what, couple of years, really. Yeah. yeah. And so the way that you fight inflation, and I'm just using the real estate example, mm -hmm. you know, real estate as an example, but you fight inflation by raising interest rates. So debt isn't as easy to obtain. Right. So that means you borrow essentially less money, which in turn, over time, is going to eventually bring prices down right. a little bit lower. The same thing works in the business world. Yep. If you are a company financing your growth, you once again finance growth through stocks or issuing bonds, issuing debt, um, or taking on debt to grow your company. So I take on a loan. If I can take on a loan at 2 3% to finance growth in my company, I'm paying a really low amount of money in interest right to a bank every month. Well, if I have to raise my interest payment, you use that example earlier, if I'm having to pay 6%, but I'm only gonna yield maybe a seven or 8% return on my investment with what I'm doing with that money, maybe I'm gonna think a, a little bit longer about whether or not I should take out that debt. Yep. Uh, I wanna go a little bit, you were talking about the inverse relationship between rising interest rates and the value of bonds. So we're talking about the, you know, the income portion of our portfolio. I think this is where a lot of people get lost. They don't understand why that works. Yeah. And, and just you know, to kind of give an example of, uh, if you think about it, if I own a bond, and let's just say that bond is paying, remember I own another company's debt, uh, that bond is paying me 2.5%, right? So I'm getting that 2.5% interest payment off of that. But just like with mortgages, you can buy and sell that bond. So now new bonds that are coming out because the interest rate went up, they're, say, paying 3.5%. Well, my 25 is not as attractive as 35 I can get on a new one, which means I'm less interested in holding it, but I'm also going to have trouble selling it. Why would either one of you all buy my 2.5% bond when you can get a 3.5% bond for the same price, which is why you're getting this, this inverted so, so essentially, right. if I wanted to buy that 2.5% bond from you, I'm going to pay you less money. Less money. I'm going to so have the, to sell it on the cheap. So when I talk about the value, that's where I mean the value of that bond is decreasing because yeah. it's paying out less money now. It's not as valuable. Yeah, that's exactly so. right. And that's the reason why when interest rates from the Fed go up, when that discount rate goes up, the bond markets go down. And back to your point, when, when equities are falling, usually the one of the safe havens would be the income market, the bond market, but they're falling at almost the same rate right now, which is... It's bad. Uh, yeah, that's the reason people are feeling so much pain. Yeah, it's tough. And I will tell you that, uh, you know, we've had a lot of clients that have come in, uh, you know, one from our TV show that we have, which comes on every Saturday morning uh, at 10.30 on WHAS, the ABC affiliate here in Louisville. Nice um, plug, by the way. Yeah, hey, yeah. And it's well all, done, yeah. It's also on our website. <laughs> it's also on YouTube. So if, you, uh, if you're not local, you can certainly look it up. And we know there's folks from out of town watching that because we, we, hear, we hear from you guys. So... Yeah. I appreciate the feedback, um, but we've had a lot of folks over the last several weeks that have walked in the door that have said, "What what is going on in my portfolio? Right. right? I don't. I'm losing money like crazy." In all reality, it's it's just a temporary feeling um, because the markets have dropped off. But uh, you know, it, 
we got portfolios down six, seven, eight percent. People think the world's falling apart. <laughs> um, but but it's tough when you open up your statement, and that's why that's what's driving them in here, right? Yeah. They open up their statement, they're like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing what's wrong?" Happening? Yeah. And so they come in and they say, "Hey, can you do a full review?" And we look at it and we just explain to them exactly what we're explaining to you right now. It's the fixed income portion of your portfolio that's really kind of getting beat up right now. Um, so again, if, if you know, we, we I tell you that because. You know, if you want to be one of these folks that does walk in the door and say, hey, what's going on? Or I just want a second opinion. Maybe you work with another advisor and you're like, hey, I just want a second opinion. Uh, by all means, come see us. We had, we had a lady that last week mm-hmm. um, that actually works with an advisor uh, that saw our TV show and said, hey, I want to come in and, um, and do a review. So she came in and she was very upfront and said, hey, I, I already work with an advisor. We're like, yeah, that's fine. So we did. We, uh, we actually. In, in fairness, most of the people that walk in the door. Already do. do yeah, that, that's true. Right. That, that is very true. Although we had the one guy that did, right? Every now and then you find yeah, someone yeah. who has. Uh, but anyway, she came in. She's like, hey, uh, you know, I do work with somebody, you know, and I've been with the guy for a long time, but I really, I, I just want a second opinion, right? And so we did a full portfolio analysis and a fee analysis, and uh, we showed her, hey, this is what's going on. We didn't say anything critical about it, right? right. We just said, no. this is what's going on. And here's the facts. Yep. And she said, well, how do you guys do things? And we're like, well, here's, here's our existing portfolio. It's a portfolio that we have managed for a number of years with existing clients, uh, and it was it, there was a significant difference. I'd mm-hmm. say it wasn't dramatic, but it was a significant difference. Right. And uh, you know, we just showed her the cost comparison, and she wound up saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm interested in doing business with you guys." So, uh, if you're one of those folks that say, "Hey, I'm you know, I just like a review," come and see us. We can do the exact same thing. We didn't we didn't charge her anything, and and we weren't pushy or anything. We just said, "Hey, we'll just do the analysis and uh, give you the information." And uh, and and so, if you find yourself in that position. Follow me to come and see us, and uh, we'll do the same for you. So, all right, any last final thoughts? Well, I was, was going to throw another section in. This may be a little bit uh, too much, but when we talk about Probably you know, the is. markets are going down. Because that's how you are. That's but, what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, the income <clears throat> portion is going down. What are some of the options that people have? What can they do instead of that? Uh, historically, this is where people start talking about commodities, gold, silver, things like that. Um, you know, some of the other things we've, we've had this discussion recently is utilities are what's called a defensive holding. Um, you know, when the markets go down, people usually do still keep their air conditioning and their heating running. Uh, they still keep the lights turned on. So the utility companies are usually a little bit more stable. Those are just some of the things, if you all wanted to go a little bit further into that, we can. Uh, some of the things that you can do when that fixed income space is not the safe haven that you're expecting. Yeah, so I mean that, that's where the planning comes into play, yeah, right? And, exactly. And so, I, I think one of the reasons I've been very, very, very pleasantly surprised with how few clients have really had any clients of ours anyway have really had any issues is because we've done so much education on the front end right. to talk about you know this this is what's happening, this is what could happen, but we're putting them in portfolios that are catered to their risk profile, so we're not taking on any additional risk that they're not really comfortable with. Do we like the fact that the fixed income environment or the bond funds are doing as poorly as they are this year? No, but they're not doing well anywhere else. I mean, this is a problem industry-wide. All that to say, you know, yeah, we've we've done some things within our portfolio. I think it's fair to say if you are working with someone, you should make sure you're going to them and having discussions around what exactly are they doing to hedge against inflation? What are they doing in light of the Fed raising interest rates? And, And how are they navigating this Really, it's a historical era, to be perfectly frank. I yeah. mean, this is the worst. I saw a stat the first quarter of 2022 was the worst start to a year that fixed income has ever had. Yeah. Um, so this really is, um, 
you know, something new that we're all navigating, but it's definitely something you want to make sure if you do work with someone already, make sure you ask them what they are doing to address it um, or how they're going to address it in the future. All that to be said, you don't want to overreact either. Right. You know, yeah. we, 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 we've done some things in our portfolios, but we haven't moved completely away from bonds. They, right. w they will rebound. Um, there's maybe some potential signs that that's starting to happen mm -hmm. uh, uh, to some degree. So you don't want to overreact on one end or the other. We always want to think as logically and rationally as we possibly can to try to remove emotion away from it. I know when clients come in, these, you know, it's their money. It's yeah. a very emotional. It is emotional. It's very, very emotional, and we certainly respect that. But we try to be as, as rational as possible when we're putting together portfolios and discussing and walking clients through <laughs> the, the, the financial planning process. Yeah, so on a totally, totally side note, I've been completely distracted. Right outside this window, there is a walkway across the, the little street that's yep. right in front of our road, and it's, it's, it's yellowed off, meaning it's like painted to show you that it's a walkway, but not that many people know there's a little bit of a hump in there. And this guy just came flying down through there and hit that hump. I'm sure he's like, what in the world? What in the world was that hump there? But I saw his, I saw the car kind of bounce, and I thought, well, that guy had no idea that was a hump in the road. Having a squirrel moment. <laughs> yeah, over here, I was right? having a squirrel moment there. Uh, that was hilarious. Thanks, I wish thanks for had... paying attention to me. Yeah. yeah, he can't remember my name, and you can't, you can't pay attention to me. So. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, it's just interesting. People makes you feel important. Then, nothing, yeah. nothing but love in this office place. Anyway, all right, so uh, we'll wrap that up for today. Uh, just make sure that you tune in every week. Make sure you like and subscribe. I'll like Eric kind of send us off in a second. Um, but just know that we, we do have other podcasts. Uh, we have a TV show that comes on every Saturday morning, 1030, on our ABC affiliate, WHS. You can catch that uh, at our website or online at YouTube. Uh, just uh, search The Money Puzzle. You'll see it. And um, we also have another podcast we're getting ready to do here in just a few minutes called uh, Burgers and Bourbon, which we're trying to rename. But basically, we taste a bourbon. Uh, it's basically just a way we, we can end a Friday afternoon is to sit around and drink bourbon in the office. Not a lot of it, but we do taste it uh, from time to time. Notice how you put that qualifier yeah. in there. Right? Uh, uh, do, on camera, anyway. Right. Yeah, on camera. We do have a couple that are, are pretty good. They each have stories behind them. At least, I don't know if we're going to do the second one anyway. But anyway, uh, so make sure you tune into that. And again, if you find yourself in a position where you want a second opinion or uh, you're just not sure what you should be doing inside your 401k, like we talked about last week, uh, if you had some, you know, you just say you don't ever look at it, but you want a, somebody, a professional to take a look at it, or if you just want us to, you know, hey, take a look at your portfolio and see, you know, what you should be doing to hedge inflation or how to fight the Fed or anything like that, make sure you come in and see us. We'll be happy to sit down and work with you. And I'll let Eric sign us off for another week. Yep. Give us a call. Schedule that review uh, at your earliest convenience. Uh, otherwise, thank you very much for listening to us today on whatever platform that you are listening to us. Make sure you leave us a rating, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it. If anybody in your friends uh, or family uh, or, or network of, of people that you know, feel you feel that they might benefit from any of the content that we're putting out or anything that we have to say, I can't talk today. I'm That's okay. It's Friday. Over my we're going to drink bourbon. It's Friday, yeah. right. <laughs> but anything that you uh, think that we uh, are talking about is relevant to anybody that you may know, if you could share our content with them, we greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, thank you very much for listening and, and watching and, and spending some time with us here today. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, Doing Businesses Independent Financial Partners, IFP, IFP Securities, Doing Businesses, IFP, 
and its advisor is believed to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believed to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.